You are listening to Western Iowa's information leader, KCIM. I'm Nathan Cones here with your midday news for Tuesday, January 2nd, 2024. The Carroll County Board of Supervisors approved a resolution during this morning's meeting to increase the rate billed to communities for contracted law enforcement services. According to Sheriff Ken Pingree, the Carroll County Sheriff's Office provides law enforcement coverage for the local towns that don't have a standalone police department. We have 10 towns in our county that we contract law enforcement with. The last time the contract was done was 2014, and so 10 years ago. And in that contract, it said that the rate will be increased up to 5% every year. Well, it's just one of those things that sits there, and we haven't revisited with any of the towns. So basically, we're, we're about 50% behind on our fees. And in that time, just the cost of a deputy salary has gone up 47%. The per capita cost for law enforcement services is increasing from $14.33 per resident to $21.07, which matches that 47% increase to deputy salaries. Pingree says he has spoken with the area's mayors and clerks, and they understand the need for an adjustment. I did reach out to all the city clerks, most of the mayors, told them what was going to happen, and then I, I go around to each of our contract towns once a year and do a city council meeting with them, go over their stats and stuff. So they kind of knew this was coming. They didn't know as much, and everybody's in agreement they need to get caught up. Hopefully from here on out we can make it a point to do a 5% increase or whatever we deem necessary each year. Communities with larger populations are seeing a larger increase than the smaller towns. For example, Glidden was previously billed $38,586 per year for law enforcement, which will increase to $56,827 under the new contract. Pingree says the increases might seem large, but Carroll County's rates are still very affordable compared to neighboring counties. I just have Sac County's contract. They contract with six towns, Odebol, Early Auburn, Lytton, Nemohan, Shaler, and Odebol pays $67,000, Early $28,000. Auburn 15, Glidden 13, Nemaha 11, and Shaler 45. So Glidden's well below Shaler and uh, Odebol, even though they have a bigger population. The supervisors voted unanimously in favor of the contracted law enforcement billing adjustment. The change will go into effect at the start of fiscal year 2025 on July 1st. And a federal district court has temporarily blocked the implementation of an Iowa law, SF-496, that restricts education about gender identity and sexuality for elementary students, as well as requires schools to remove sexually explicit materials from their libraries. A judge issued the injunction late on Friday, indicating the law likely violates First Amendment protections and was too broad. Governor Kim Reynolds, who advocated for the law during this year's or last year's legislative session, issued a written statement in response to the court's ruling. She says, I'm extremely disappointed in Friday's ruling. Instruction on gender identity and sexual orientation has no place in kindergarten through sixth grade classrooms. And there should be no question that books containing sexually explicit content, as clearly defined in Iowa law, do not belong in a school library for children. The fact that we're even arguing these issues is ridiculous. The real debate should be about why society is so intent on over-sexualizing young children. It's wrong, and I'll continue to do my part to protect their innocence. Again, that's a quote from Governor Reynolds. She and Iowa Attorney General Brenna Byrd both signaled their intent to continue pushing for the bill's full implementation. Lambda Legal, the American Civil Liberties Union of Iowa, and Jenner and Block LLP filed the lawsuit on behalf of Iowa Safe Schools and LGBTQ plus students. While the plaintiff's request for an injunction was approved, the court has yet to issue a final ruling on the constitutionality of the law.
And we do need to step away here for just a moment. Stick around. We've got more news on the way coming up right after this on KCIM. Landis is excited to introduce Acre Edge, a lineup of cutting-edge agronomy product solutions for the farmer of tomorrow. To celebrate, Landis is giving away $100,000 worth of prizes in the Acre Edge of your seat sweepstakes. Visit AcreEdge.com to sign up or call the Landis Grow Solution Center at 515-800-GROW. That's 515-800-4769 to learn how Acre Edge will give your crops the edge against anything Mother Nature throws at them. No purchase necessary. Some minimum requirements to enter. I'm talking with Barrett Glassnap with Flooring America. Barrett, what is your job title? My job title is a sales professional. And how long have you worked for Flooring America? I've been there five short years. What do you do out at Flooring America? At Flooring America, there's quite a different variety of things that I do. Probably the most common thing is basically advice or consultation on which type of flooring that a customer wants. Other than that, we design, we go through the products, the colors, etc. We shop for the best pricing available that we can get from the different companies. Measuring and estimating, ordering and installing floors is the other nuts and bolts of it. And so why should customers shop with Flooring America? The customer service at Flooring America is, is second to none. We have become friends with the customers. We end up playing pickleball in the same group. We get sweet corn. You play cards. You really become part of a person's life. Meet Barrett and learn more about Flooring America. Stop in Flooring America, 1318 Highway 30 West in Carroll. Welcome back to KCIM's Midday News. I'm Nathan Cones reporting. A University of Iowa engineering professor says extreme drought poses concerns about water quality as well as the water supply. David Swartney is a professor of civil and environmental engineering. Lots of communities are looking at how they can augment their existing supply or find alternative supplies, you know, which is why we really need to take really good care of the resources we have and not have impaired supplies that then can't work. Swartney is director of the University of Iowa's Center for Health Effects of Environmental Contamination. The center was established in 1987 by the Iowa Groundwater Protection Act. When we have drought, we still have the same types, amounts of chemicals that we're putting into that water, but less water there. Leads to higher concentrations and sometimes greater need for treatment, which also stresses how water systems need to uh, provide for their communities. Swartney says beyond regional water systems that serve communities and rural residents, 300,000 Iowans rely solely on a private well for their water. Many of those are shallow inside, say, the alluvial plains near rivers and creeks. As those start to dry up, then you have homeowners that are on their own because those fall out of most state and federal oversight needing to secure water supplies. And we hear anecdotal tales of... Um, Residents in northwest Iowa who have had their wells run dry, and we're just beginning to think about what that means for the quality and, and the re reliability of, of well water for private well consumers. Swartney made his comments during a recent appearance on Iowa Press on Iowa PBS. And Republican leaders in the Iowa House and Senate say it's likely lawmakers will move up the date. The Iowa personal income tax drops to just one flat rate, but there's no agreement on the governor's call to eliminate the income tax. House Speaker Pat Grassley notes the state income tax rate is currently scheduled to drop to 3.9 percent for the 2026 tax year. We've got about $3 billion in our taxpayer relief fund. That needs to be back in the hands of Iowans as soon as possible. And so I think that's what you're going to see a lot of the conversation around the upcoming months. 
Grassley says House Republicans believe tax cuts should be sustainable and let the state meet its budget obligations without raising a different tax to make up for the lost revenue. Quite frankly, we would, I don't think we should be raising taxes to cut taxes. Senate Majority Leader Jack Whitverse says Senate Republicans want to cut taxes as much as possible, as quickly as possible. And I think everyone kind of agrees we want to get the cuts that we put in place, get those expedited. And then the conversation will be, what do we do next? Do we cut it a little bit and then come back next year? Do we cut it a lot? Do we phase it out over time? Do we put some formula in place to, to phase it out? That will be the main conversation. The 2024 Iowa legislative session begins on Monday, January 8th. Governor Kim Reynolds has said she wants to eliminate the state income tax by January of 2027. So she'll be outlining her legislative agenda during the annual condition of the state address next Tuesday. That's January 9th. Uh, likely the income tax will be one of the key components of that address to the state. And that is going to be wrapping up your KCIM Midday News. For these stories and many more, be sure to check us out online by following us on Facebook and Twitter, on the web at 1380kcim.com, or through the Carol Broadcasting mobile app, which is available for free via Google Play or the Apple App Stores. I'm Nathan Cones reporting.